You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Thinking of buying a house and want a really low interest rate? Owning has a special for home purchases, where owning pays all your closing costs and the rate in APR is an unheard of 1.875% for a 15-year fixed mortgage with 20% down. This is the craziest low rate for a mortgage with no closing costs that owning has ever done. 1.875% rate in APR. Heck, we're almost paying you to live in a new house. Call 8332-OWNING or go to owning.com to see if you qualify for this crazy low 1.875% rate. That's a fixed rate loan at 1.875% with no closing costs. Call 8332-OWNING now because 1.875 could go away at any time. NMLS 2611, licensed by the Department of Financial Protection and Innovation under the California Residential Mortgage Lending Act, subject to credit approval. Offer assumes the use of lender's choice escrow and title services. Call 833-858-0066 for terms and conditions. That's 8332-OWNING or owning.com. 8332-OWNING or owning.com. Hi, I'm John Meacham, the host of Cadence 13's new podcast, Fate of Fact, on how America and its political parties got to where we are today. Available now on Odyssey, Apple Podcasts, and wherever you get your podcasts. The Five Star Zone with Rico Beard. All right, you heard the music. Welcome to another edition of the Five Star Zone. Rico Beard, Evan Jenkins. Evan, let's just dive right into this. I don't think people realize what's about to happen. We're about to hit the critical mass stage when it comes to college basketball. Everybody loves March Madness. I don't think March Madness is going to happen the way that people think it's going to happen. And, and honestly, I think March Madness should be postponed. I think this should happen in May at least. Wow. Last week, there were 15 games that were postponed or canceled. 12 games actually got played in one night. And you're like, no big deal. But in those 15 games, you had, uh, I think, eight or nine ranked teams that could not play. You're going to see an unbalanced schedule. They're trying to make this thing happen for money. And now, you you know, you got schools like Michigan who the Department of Health comes in and says, hey, guys, you can't play. I was trying to explain this to Mike because he's like, well, how come Michigan State could have cases, but Michigan just gets their whole program shut down? It's that variant strain, right? It's the new strain, and it popped up in Washington County, and apparently five people within the athletic program have it or had it, and they expose themselves to everybody, and they're trying to say, I give them, non-sports-wise, I give them credit. They're trying to contain it. Quickly. I mean, imagine if we contain the coronavirus early. We wouldn't be having these conversations instead of just saying, ah, no big deal. They're saying, nope, we're not letting any of these kids go play any other schools to to take this to other places within the Midwest, within the Big Ten. They shut them down. Now, to Michigan basketball, it ain't fair. I mean, they're number four team. They're hot right now. They're white hot. 
minus that one loss to what Minnesota. If you're Jawan Howard, man, you want to play this thing right now. You don't want to cool off. I understand why they're doing it, and I don't even think this is going to be the last time you're going to see something like this. I mean, Nebraska already had 12 of their players were sick. They had to shut down their entire program for two weeks. MSU is coming off of a two-week shutdown where they've had a bunch of players and they still got players, and I think uh, an assistant coach has it right now. You're going to... You're, you can crown a champion in March, but your champion that you crown may simply be either the guys who are already sick or the team that got the luckiest. Doesn't have to do with skill. You, I mean, imagine you go into March, Gonzaga's head and shoulders are better than everybody else, and all of a sudden, boom, they get hit hard. You can't stop the tournament once you start it for one team. My suggestion, you – you stop this thing. You pause this thing. You you wait. Give it some time. Do it right. Because I thought they were going to do it right at the beginning of the season. They had great intentions, and then they it just all fell apart. A lot of it is due to the fact that these players don't get paid. The NBA, that's their job. So you can isolate them. You can put them in a bubble. These kids, you can't give them preferential treatment. Because you have to treat them like students. Because if you give them preferential treatment, they can use that to say, whoa, whoa, whoa. Remember, remember during the coronavirus when you, when you treated us special? So we're more than just students, right? We want our money. Pay me my money. So that's why the NCAA is like, think long term here. I'd rather have sick kids and pay out millions of dollars because the NCAA is dragging their feet on that whole name, image, likeness thing. That's a whole other story. But if you, you, you got to, if you're smart, you pause this because it's not going to be the tournament that you think it's going to be. It's already going to be all in Indianapolis. All the teams are going to be there. And if one team in Indianapolis gets it, that thing could spread like wildfire. And and now what do you got? Just a bastardized tournament. I mean, if, if it was up to me, Evan, I'd wait till May. I don't see a reason why not to pause it right now and – to be precautious about what's going on, like I don't blame Michigan for shutting it down for two weeks. And well, that's the, hold on, Michigan didn't. The Department of Health shut Michigan down. Well, them being shut down for two weeks, I don't blame anybody because guess what? It's the right thing to do right now. Four basketball games and risking the spread of whatever might be there could create such longer problems down the road. It is, but you realize you got two. And I don't mean to cut you off, but you got two different camps. You got guys like Coach K and Kalapari coming out saying, guys, I think we're making a mistake here. You know what else happens with Coach K and Kalapari? They're losing. So their credibility's gone. As a matter of fact, Mark Few even said, yeah, Coach K's trying to hit a pause to the season. If he had my roster, I don't think he'd be trying to pause the season. So you got Mark Few from Gonzaga. You got Juwan Howard at Michigan. No way in hell do they want to stop this. They're on a hot roll right now. Please, let's just finish this thing out, finish it in March, and then everybody can go someplace and go isolate themselves. That's how they're seeing it because their team is hot. I can't blame them for that line of thinking either. No, and and I don't at all. And it's something that we talked about where I think, you know, like Michigan State not playing for a couple weeks is going to benefit them because Tom Izzo is going to use that time to only make his team better, right? Whether or not it works, we'll see. But in the past, that's what's worked for Tom Izzo. Enough time with practice. He always talks about we don't get enough time for practice. Well, 
for two weeks, that's what they've had time to do, whether it's condition or well, it's what. individual one-on-one practices, but yeah. Sure. With Michigan, when you're hot, and, and you gave the perfect analogy, you don't leave a blackjack table if you're hot and say, I'm coming back. I'll yeah. be back. It's going to be hot then, right? No, you don't want that. But what we saw in college football is not what we're going to see in college basketball. College football, you have the ability to lose five to ten kids and still put out a team that's pretty productive. In college hoops, you miss two guys that are guys that are out there of your eight that normally play. That's a big hit. So now you're going down further in your roster, and it's to your point, you're not going to get teams at their full strength come the tournament because you're going to have kids sitting out. And maybe this vaccine, it comes in swiftly in the next month and a half, and every kid's able to get it. Highly unlikely, right? So what do you do if a Gonzaga comes down with five cases on the eve of the tournament? You can't postpone it, right? Mm Mm-mm. And it also makes me wonder about the games that have been postponed within the Big Ten. So Michigan State's played 12 games, right? right. A normal Big Ten team's played, what, 16 by now? That hasn't skipped? No, 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 because you played 20. Uh, but remember, they started. They played a lot in December. Right. Because they figured this may happen. But their 16 games normally should have been played by now, right? Did they uh, miss State miss four games or three games? State has missed, I think, four games. And I think they are they at twelve. They, did they play? They're eight games? and four. Okay. Are they eight and four overall? Eight yes, and four overall. So, so remember, some of those games were Oakland and U of D, U of D and Duke. Yep. So I think they've only played nine, eight or nine conference games. Okay, so they have a lot left. And the reason I ask that: Where do you get time to make these games up? Do you just skip the Big well, Ten tournament? Funny. No, it's funny you say that. Uh, they're actually doing that next week is they're making up some games. Tuesday, they're going to make up the Iowa game. Wait, is this breaking news? Like, I, I don't know if I've seen that. Yeah, it happened. It uh, came out uh, last night. Okay. Last night. So yeah. were, was Michigan State only scheduled to play one next week, or are they adding a third game? Because usually they'll play, like, Tuesday or Wednesday and then Saturday or Sunday. No, they are doing, and it's funny that you said that. I'm going to pull this up. Uh, they're in the game against Nebraska that they missed out. The Iowa game is going to be Tuesday. It's been rescheduled for Tuesday. Okay. The game against Nebraska that they didn't get to play, it's going to be Saturday, the day they were supposed to play Michigan. Okay, because Michigan can't play in February Michigan can't 6th. play. That's so they're right. like, you know what? Well, Nebraska, you got a free day. I got a free day. Let's, let's get this game in. So it almost might work out, you're saying. No, it's haphazard is what it is. Now – the good news is it's showing me, like in football, you don't need to schedule games years ahead of time to get it done. No. But, you know, what you're going to have is, you know, Wisconsin may finish the year with 18 games, where Michigan may finish the year with 15 games. State may finish the year with 14 games. Like, How do you quantify who's what? I mean, is it based off of losses? Is it based off of wins? What if you're tied? You know, what, you know, it's like it's uneven and it's going to be difficult for the college basketball committee to come up with who's going to get in the tournament. It really is going to be based, based on, well, I mean, who'd you play type of thing? Did you get enough good wins and are they good wins? Like Michigan State beating Duke. It's not a good any, win Any anymore. other year, that's a good win. Right now, there you got, I don't think people, thought, they thought I was joking when I said you can have a tournament minus Michigan State, Duke, and Kentucky. 
the Champions Classic, normally the four best teams or four of the five best teams, Kansas, Michigan State, Duke, Kentucky, all four of those teams are struggling. Kansas is on a losing streak. Duke, I mean, Kentucky, I, I, I don't think Kentucky can make the tournament. They just lost again to Alabama. Alabama thrashed them. Duke is and Michigan State are teetering. They're I never thought I would say they're bubble teams. Yeah, Lenardi put out his bracketology, and I think Michigan State was in a play-in game. Michigan State's in a play-in game, and I think Duke may be one of the last teams in without a play-in game. That's where they are right now. Um, it's difficult, and you know, therefore nobody wants to hear what those coaches have to say because they're saying, well, you're just mad because your team's blown. They sound like sore losers. Right. I don't know. They're going to. I mean, if you got an open date, you're going to end up seeing at the end of the season teams may be playing every other day, trying to get these games in, or we cancel the tournament and we use that week as a makeup week. Yeah, the Big Ten tournament. I I think it's a bad. I think having a Big Ten tournament would be a bad idea anyway because. Well, why would you want to group all those schools together exactly. before you go play the actual tournament? Because imagine once again. If Illinois is sick and they pass it on to everybody else, you're the Big Ten and you got seven of your tournament teams affected and they can't play the first weekend. You're not stopping it. And let's be honest, too. It might not be a player, but when you go into all these hotels, you don't know how well everybody is checked before they go into work. Or That's just it, Evan. You can't, There's so many variables there. You can't truly isolate college players because they are – college players and if you do that you're saying you're special and once you say you're special you have to pay them and there's no renting out disney world to put a thousand people either right because that would be the perfect thing is do what the nba did but disney world is now open so you can't even do that they're trying to make money where they made money off the nba they were like screw it we're closed in the nba you want to buy an empty hotel an empty resort you can there's no place you can do that right now yeah, I'm trying to picture a tournament this year, right? Because we were all so disappointed last year that there was none. What is the tournament going to even look like this year? It's going to be so weird without the fans. You know, the 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 15 seed that gets all the the fans on their side because they don't have a rooting interest in the game. That's not there. Right. You know what else you're not going to get is as somebody brought up, I think it was Hatchet on the show is when you like when, when, like Michigan and Michigan State's at Little Caesars, yeah, <laughs> and the opposite fan base is booing. They're rooting for the other team that you're playing. They don't want to see your rival win. You don't get together and say, "Okay, we're all going to chant Go Blue." No, screw that. You know, you're playing like every Michigan fan was a Syracuse fan that night. Yeah, and I'm going to guess too that seating's not going to be as an important factor as it seating has been is, in the past. Well, it's going to be a truer seating because they're just going to do it as you know, like a snake draft. Yeah, because there's not going to be well, there's no reason Zaga can play in Washington in the first round games. Right? It's no, we're trying to keep people close to the region so right. we get money. It's just, since everybody's there, it's you'll probably see more upsets mm-hmm. because there's no crowd. And as I stated, I think one of the reasons why Kansas and Michigan State and Duke and Kentuckys are struggling, and those places have a hornet's nest for student sections. Well, when, that, you go, when you go there, you know the student section is there. 
And the student section affects the game. It affects the referees. They're not there. I don't think it's a coincidence that those four schools are struggling right now. Well, you think about how many times during a year the the Izone gets the opponent to shoot early, right? Yeah, Five, four, three, yeah. two, one, and there's still four seconds left on the shot clock, and they're right. jacking up a horrible shot. Right. That hasn't happened this year. No. And you also have to think about the players that fuel on the opposing crowd. Yeah. You know, being booed, being uh, everything. That fuels some players and some teams to even go further, right? Right. And I, I just don't know. There ain't too many of those players that do that, though. But no, I, I get what you're saying. But there are even teams that just arise to the occasion. I mean, it's, it's why MSU just has a hard time at Mackey. Oh, yeah. It's a house of horrors for Izzo. You go into Mackey, I don't care how good of a team you have, you get destroyed. I feel like playing in Champaign always gives them problems, too. Yeah, I mean, all of a sudden you look up and everybody's wearing orange. Yep. That's intimidating. You know, I don't know if they – remember, when they went to Duke and Duke jumped out, and I remember Duke's a bad team this year. But Duke jumped out on Michigan State early, and if, if, the, if the Cameron Crazies were there, I don't think MSU comes back from no, that. No, they're down 15 at halftime. Yeah. So you you missed the crowds. What's it going to look like? I couldn't tell you. It'll be different. Um, this one may, unless Gonzaga wins, this may be the first championship that actually gets an asterisk because I don't think you're going to have the big boys in there. Like college football, Alabama still won. Yeah, the teams that were going to be there, Clemson was there, Ohio State was there, Bama was there, Notre Dame, what, whatever. I mean, they are what they are, but they've been there before, right. so it wasn't a big shock. Right, but college basketball is a more fairer tournament, whereas well, in college football, it kind of is based off what you did the last 10, 15 years. But think about every championship in this corona world that we live in. The Dodgers won. Guess what? They were supposed to be there. Yeah. The Lakers won. They were supposed to be there. You know. Yeah. All the Tampa Bay, they were, I think, the number two seed in, in yeah. the NHL, and, and they won it, right? So all of the teams that should have won or should have been there were there. I guess the only exception was maybe the Miami Heat because whatever, everything started clicking for them. The Miami Heat were that anomaly team, and I think you may see that in the NCAA tournament where, I mean, what if you got a tournament with, you know, the Final Four is Illinois and... Texas, it also and makes Alabama, and you know Virginia. Think about the conference well, tournaments they have to get played too. Those all have to get played because that's the only way that they send their team to the tournament, see, right? I, I no, and I, yeah, but see, I think what you're going to see is a lot of teams are probably going to do what they do in the Ivy League. Whoever wins the regular season this year, you're you get the official card, which. Let's be honest, it probably should be like that for those smaller schools because a team can get hot for three days and win it, but right. yet they only won eight games all year. Right. And we've seen it before. But that's the whole magic and it, special and Cinderella. It know. is, but it also <clears throat> kind of makes college basketball's regular season irrelevant, if you right, ask right. me. Don't tell UConn Huskies that. Remember, they went on that <laughs> uh, miraculous 11-game winning streak. They had to win Oh, my five. goodness. When they beat Michigan State with Kemba, that they, team? Yeah, they had to win five games in their tournament, in five days in a row, and then win six. They went on an 11-game winning streak. Wild. And you probably will never see that again. Because they had one player that rose above everybody else. Kemba Walker was a different player in that right. tournament. And so, yeah, you, you get things like that. But, I, yeah, I think you're just going to see the regular season champion in, but – I mean, once again, imagine 
uh, uh, that Final Four where you're like, well, I don't really know any of these teams. And at that point, you're going to be like, because as much as and what I always say, and when it comes to the NCAA tournament, everybody roots for the upset in the first weekend. But by the time this thing is over, you need to see teams that you know. You don't want to see. Te- you don't want to see George Mason. The casual fan is watching because of their bracket. Wa- once yeah. that thing is busted, they're out. But right, if but- you get the Dukes and Carolinas in the Final Four, the average Joe is going to tune in on that Monday night. Everybody wants to see the upsets in the first two rounds. Yeah. Oh, look at that! Oh, the Cinderella. You don't. And then you want Cinderella to go home. As much as you like to watch that, you want to see Duke take on Kentucky for the championship. You want to see North Carolina take on Villanova for the championship. You want to see name brands when it comes to the title. Because what happens is you get the, uh, what was the, uh, was it, uh, was it University of Chicago? Or what, the sister oh, team? Loyola. Loyola. They're a good story. But they weren't going to win it. They're not going to win. So that's like, oh, okay, yeah. You want to see the name brands. You want to see ACC team. You want to see... Big 12 team. You want to see that team in there. Yeah, yeah, it's cool, but you you want to see somebody that you know. What do you think with all the games being in Indy, how does that change the TV schedules? You know, we used to get games that tipped off at 10 o'clock at night. That can't happen on in the East Coast, can it? I think, yeah, why not? Wow. I mean, it's still the same thing on your body. If you played on the West Coast, somebody on the East Coast, they're – you know, their body is saying, well, it's really 11 o'clock at night, but on the West Coast, it's like 8 o'clock at night. So, okay. hey, guys, get your sleep because there's going to there, there's gonna be 1030 tip-offs. Yeah, you just change your regiment that you do that day then. Yeah, 1030 tip-offs, and it's going to be a noon tip-off. So, you know, maybe that's what they do for, like, the Gonzagas and all. We're going to put you in the late-night division. So because that's what you're used to. Yeah. yeah. So you'll play all your games later. East Coast teams, you'll play your games earlier. So I didn't even think about that. Evan, that's a good point. I just think it's a mistake right now. I think this was going to be the first sport where you may get a champion crowned that we're not talking about right now. I'm also surprised that we haven't seen kids opt out on these teams, on the Dukes, the Kentuckys. Because, I mean, let's be honest, those kids are the kids that are probably a, going pro. Give it a month. Okay. Give, give it a month. And once you realize you can't make the tournament, see, right now you're thinking, okay, we can still turn this thing around. We got two months. Right. I mean, let's be honest. Would you be shocked if all of a sudden Duke, Kentucky, Michigan State, Kansas got hot? Not at all, because it's what months. we've grown accustomed to. We've grown accustomed to. Doesn't mean it's going to happen. But. I'm saying right now, I think the NCAA champion is a team we're not even talking about right now. Yeah, because if you look at college basketball, there's a lot of parity within it. Teams are losing, and the only team that really isn't is Gonzaga. But you realize that once Gonzaga gets into their conference schedule, they're pretty much unbeatable. Evan, the team that wins it all may be the team that got hit with COVID already. Yeah. You might so, be right because they don't have to worry about the depth, and maybe that is good. I mean, it, it's so, such a, a crappy thing to say. So it's right. good to have COVID right now. Right. We're upset that, oh, Michigan State had to – everybody was sick. Same with Michigan. It's not, See, but Michigan didn't have anybody. Yeah, I know. It's just that – They when, just got their program shut down. But MSU had cases within the program. Oh, multiple kids. I think it's three players now. 
I think, yeah, it's been three players. So imagine, you know, you know, or like Nebraska. Nebraska had 12 players. Nebraska may be the last one standing because they're literally the last one standing. Do you do you ever talk to Joshua Linkford and be like, oh, my goodness, like don't ever go to a casino because you have zero luck at all with your body? Like no, I can't I mean, believe the things that happened he, to this young man. I mean, it, I mean, he is uh, – he was one of the kids that came down with COVID. Right, I, mean, he, and, I mean, he's like the MSU version of Karis LeVert. Just unbelievable. You shake your head like, God, I just. All the talent in the world and your body man. just does not want to cooperate with you. And it, and it's such a shame. But because, you know what? Evan, when talking to him, I mean, he is so strong in his faith. Well, thank you, you would think that there was nothing wrong with anything. It's like, well, Josh, how do you feel about that? That's just all in God's plan. That's all. I mean, he. He has every right to be better, and he's not. And, and that's phenomenal because you, you look at a talent like him who won Mr. Basketball in Alabama five times. Yeah, yeah that's right. He won it as an eighth, eighth grader. Yeah, eighth grader. That that talent is, like you said, it's God-given, and also he works his butt off. Yeah. But I guess he takes it in stride, and it's interesting that you say that. For everything that was given, he understands that that could also be taken. Right. I mean, when you look and you see, I mean, I mean for this <laughs> – Due to COVID, Cash has got big time minutes last night. Well, I I saw he had his first uh, game. He went eight four and two, and good for Cassius. I yeah. mean, you talk about a humble young man. That's right. one, and it's just it. I feel so bad for a kid, but to hear that he has his head uh, held high, it makes you feel good, right? It makes you think that a there's good people within sports still, yeah. and there's humble kids, and not everybody thinks everything is given to them. But, but I mean, think about this though. Miles Bridges is coming up on his second contract. It's crazy. And by the way, he is finally playing like the Miles that was at Michigan State. And Langford is still in college. They came out at the same time. Think about what Bridges is coming up on his second deal. Nick Ward's coming up on his second deal in the G League. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> I'm just trying to think of all the kids that were there. And it's just, and you also, you have to feel bad for Michigan. Because they're rolling right now. They they are time. playing basketball, and they make the other team look like they don't know what they're doing. Right, but the, in case in point, imagine you're Michigan. And that's all taken away. You're number three in the nation going into the tournament. you got a one seed, and then Hunter Dickinson comes down with it. Or Coach Juwan comes down with it. Or, See, I or, think you can get past a coach. Okay. I think you can get past a coach. But, yeah, if Dickinson or – Because the, 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 uh, the assistant, I forgot his name, but um, he, um, he's been around for a long time. Um, you it's going to drive me Phil crazy. Martelli. There we go. Phil Martelli can get them through. So, if Juwan goes down – I mean, a lot of people say Phil Martelli does a lot of the heavy lifting anyway. It's like the whole George Bush-Dick Cheney thing. Like, who really ran the country? It was Dick Cheney. That's Phil Martelli. He's – He's a seasoned veteran coach. He was the inc- – and, 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 and Michigan fans, I'm not wishing any ill will on Juwan before you hear this and say, oh, he wants Juwan. I'm just saying, if Juwan goes down, you're okay. Well, You got if, Phil Martelli there. If Mike Smith ends up with it, I mean, he is the straw that stirs that entire drink. And I believe he might be one of the best grad or best transfers right. that's ever going to play in right. that program. So imagine, Mike Smith. That's what I'm saying. And Hunter Dickinson, down. That team is not the You're same not Michigan the same team. And you got to go into you got to go into isolation for ten days. So you're going to have to try and play two games. And then you without them. And you also have to worry about those kids then getting their conditioning back up right. because 
10 days off is a long time for top athletes. Well, how about this? Yeah, now that you got that, it's the contact. Expo- like, who was around these two? Like, oh, my God. Now you're looking like an NBA team where Michigan shows up, and eight wa- players. And Jace Howard's playing big minutes. Right. When, I mean, he's not a bad player, but. No, he's not ready right now. Exactly. And that's my point. When you put in kids that aren't ready, you're going to see yeah. the reason why they weren't out there already. Yeah, that, that's like MSU having to say, we, we got to rely on Maddie Sissoko. For or 40. Steven Izzo running our point. Right. Like, yeah, this is probably not going to be good. Or Foster has to play 35 Foster minutes. Foster lawyers running the point. Maddie Sissoko is your big man. Yeah, you're, you're in trouble. And it, it's just so scary because you don't know where it could come from. You might go to the cafeteria one day to get your lunch, but somebody walked through that may have had it, and that's the crazy part, that we still don't know everything that's involved with it. So do we treat them all like bubble boys and tell them not to be kids? And it's the point that you've made and you've hammered down. They're not pros. Right. You can't tell them this is what they have They're, to do. And not only that, you could be like, well, they could just sit in their room. Okay, good luck telling an 18- and 19-year-old you're going to sit in your hotel room for the next three weeks. Yeah. And you can't get them to sit still for three hours because you know what? You're in a hotel. You, you got guys who like to goof around like a, a Marcus Bingham type. They're kids. Know, right. He's running around hitting all the buttons in the elevator. He's go, hey, let's see what's on this floor. Let's go here. Let's go here. Let's sneak out. And, oh, by the way, they're 18 and 19-year-olds. Hey, this town has girls in it, right? Well, play video games. Yeah, it's only many, so many video games you're going to play. And they're also 18- and 19-year-old kids that are famous on their campus. Yeah. Where everybody, well, 90% of everybody knows that the six foot eight guy that's walking by them is on the basketball team. Yeah. Oh, wait, he might be on the football team. You're, yeah, you're on some team. So, yeah, you're going to stick them all in Indy, and they're just going to be nice little choir boys and stay in their room. Yeah. And and that's not going to happen. It's It's the variable. There's so many things that can come into play because guess what? They still like to go out to eat. They still want to get some wings. They still want to get Evan, up, let's right? just put it like this. I'm not even going to get into the name, but, uh, yeah, before COVID, there was a player on a Final Four team who snuck out the hotel room pretty much looking for a lady of the night. And the coaches found out and told his team, you guys better go get him. He's your teammate. So they're walking the streets of Indianapolis looking for him. Yeah. And they subsequently lost, and they looked tired and lethargic because they were out all night looking for their teammate. And that could happen because all you need is one person. Yeah. And, and that's this, this was not – this wasn't COVID. This was just a horny teenager. Yeah. So – That's what um, I'm saying. Things happen. Yeah. And that happens now. I mean, now. Hey, NBA players had the Instagram models showing up, and I use that very term loosely, yes. showing up in Disney. So it happens, and and they're not. Everybody wants so to when say, you see that. Well, why hot, can't they just do it for five months? That hot bellhop, yeah, that's an Instagram. <laughs> you go try to sit at home for yeah. five months and uh, do we, nothing, Evan. We couldn't do it. No, I mean we were told, hey, quarantine, don't go here, and you got people storming the Capitol. And don't, I need my right to go to Applebee's. Damn it! And I'm the most introvert you'll ever meet. I, I don't need want my haircut. I don't want to leave. I have no reason to leave the house. I think if you leave the house, only bad things are going to happen to you, right? But guess what? I still want to go to a restaurant because I love to eat food, right? And guess what? I don't feel like making food that night. And these are kids. I have to emphasize so much that they're still kids. And you think about yourself at 18 years old, right? Mm -hmm. All the things you were told don't do. 
What did you want to do? You wanted to do every last one of them. And you have to learn from your own mistakes. And that's what has to happen. But the unfortunate problem is the mistake here could cost you two weeks. It is. So, yeah, imagine. I I, I think that this is, this is going to be one of those that unless it's Gonzaga, you could have a Final Four with just, eh. Like, I mean, the ratings are down on everything. They're a tough watch, man. The college basketball is the only thing that I can sit down and watch a game from the opening tip to the end, and that's only because I have a rooting interest and I love the team, and I also love to watch Michigan hoping that they lose, right? So I'm going to watch those games. But, like, NBA games, those are tough for me to watch right now because I love the crowd getting into it. I love the interaction. I love everything. Right, but that's just it. You won't get the crowd. So when the 15 is up on the 2, yeah, it's, crowd's not going to be there to, to root you on. No, because the coach can take a timeout and say, settle down. Right. Look who's across from you. Right. You're still the better team. Right. You won't get the pressure of knowing, oh, my God, this is happening. I mean, I, it's sad because, yeah, I mean, I think about the last tournament game I was at was, was the MSU-Duke game and just the crowd and how it felt. and Incredible. And it, that seems like light years. The ex- like. Even the excitement and then the fans cheering on afterwards and then the excitement from the game that just happened leading into the next game. You know what I mean? Right. And that that's a big thing. I mean, Evan, if there's a great game at noon and your next game's at 3, those fans are still jacked up. Yeah. And they're going to be that way from opening tip. Yeah. I mean, this is kind of ironic thinking about that last game that I was at and everything that changed. And that was Washington, D.C., right? In D.C. And Michigan State wins and. I remember taking it was Cassius and his mom and dad, and they were like, "Hey, can you take a picture of us together?" And then coming back, it was uh, Birchfield yep. on the flight with me. It was a six a.m. flight, along with the the Winston family was on there. So his brothers, the brother that died, was on there. So I'm talking to them like so. It's like now that I think like so much happened. So much since that, you know, there was no tournament. You got everything that happened to the Winston family. With, with with his brother passing on, and with uh, smoothie, yeah, it's like man. I mean, just, I'm just kind of thinking like, man, you couldn't have told me at that moment this was probably going to be the as good as it gets for the next at least two years. And and that's what's sad because we're so hungry for a tournament, and that's my. Those are the the four days that Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. I'll be in front of the TV the whole time. It doesn't matter. And this year, I, I just don't know. Dude, like, yeah, I mean, I, I flew in the day of the game. I literally flew in, got dropped off at the arena, said I'm not even going to get a hotel room because I flew right out right after the game. Yeah. So I just slept at the hotel. I slept at the, in D.C. In, at the Reagan Airport. Like, I'm like, screw it. I'm not going to buy a room for two hours. I'll just, I hung out at the arena till about 1130 midnight. Took an Uber over to the airport. Yeah, you bored by four thirty. Started watching some stuff on there. I think I dozed off for about an hour and a half, sitting in the, on a little bench, and then, yeah, at four thirty, went over to the gate and got boarded on and came back home. But <clears throat> long story short, if you continue this thing, I see nothing. I see more problems than I see good things. Now I know. Teams that are playing well don't want to hear what I have to say. That means Michigan fans are thinking, oh, you're just a whiny little sparty bitch right now. You'll see what happens because right now you're feeling what happens. COVID is unfair. When it hits you, 
doesn't care. And, yeah, the State Department shuts you down and you're angry and you're mad and some of the students are petitioning to play, but you know what? Don't care. Could be a blessing in disguise. We're still waiting to see if some of the players got affected with it. You got to hope that they don't because if they did, it could go. It can go beyond two weeks. Let's just put it like that. So, what you got for me? All right. So this might be a tough one for you, but if you were to root for one team in the Big Ten that's not your alma mater in both sports, like you adopt a new Big Ten team, who would it be? Uh well, I mean, I, I like. I told. I got roasted. I like watching the Buckeyes in football. I mean, they just get it done, man. I mean, they're even they're their basketball teams are. Usually pretty darn good. That 32 that they have right now playing on the low post is a tank. I was going to say, I, I kind of like their basketball team as well. So, yeah, if I had to pick another school for both football and basketball, it would probably be Ohio State, which I know is not a popular opinion in this town. Well, I mean, I, I kind of, I've always been in the same boat too because you want to befriend your rival's rival, right? And I've always thought, like I've never had a problem with Ohio State, but I've also seen Michigan State football beat Ohio State at their top. So I, I'm also in that same boat, but my next team would be Illinois, just because uh, we talked about it on the last episode with uh, Darren Williams and that whole team. See, I would probably say Northwestern because Northwestern is always, you know, they're, they're that team you could root for because they're on the way up. So you don't feel like you're a bandwagon fan. The football games are they're glorified high school games. If oh, you, yeah. If you've never been to Ryan Field, it's a glorified high school stadium. But it's so fun to be at. And, and then you know, the, the, the basketball team's always struggling, but that feels like a high school gym. So it's a different feel for yeah. Northwestern. Ohio State, yeah, I've been to, you know, to, to, to Ohio Stadium. That place is a uh, cathedral that's in scarlet and gray. You will never see the opposing fans outnumber the real fans. I don't care if they're bad. They don't give up their seats. That's what I love about that fan base. I've been to MSU. I've been to Michigan where you see 40% Buckeye fans. You see 40% Michigan fans in the state. You, Evan, you will never, ever. The small section, the tickets that they get, that's it. Other than that, Scarlet. All red, 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 smattering some gray and white. Other than that, you don't see the other team's color in there. I have noticed the fan bases here will sell their tickets real quick. There is no such thing as selling your tickets in Columbus. You will get ticket shamed. <laughs> That's what I got for you. All right, so uh, that'll wrap it up for this week. We'll be back next week. For Evan, I'm Rico. Thanks for listening to the Five Star Zone. Thinking of buying a house and want a really low interest rate? Owning has a special for home purchases, where owning pays all your closing costs, and the rate in APR is an unheard of 1.875% for a 15-year fixed mortgage with 20% down. This is the craziest low rate for a mortgage with no closing costs that owning has ever done. 1.875% rate in APR. Heck, 
We're almost paying you to live in a new house. Call 8332-OWNING or go to owning.com to see if you qualify for this crazy low 1.875% rate. That's a fixed rate loan at 1.875% with no closing costs. Call 8332-OWNING now because 1.875 could go away at any time. NMLS 2611, licensed by the Department of Financial Protection and Innovation under the California Residential Mortgage Lending Act, subject to credit approval. Offer assumes the use of lender's choice as grow and title services. Call 833-858-80066 for terms and conditions. That's 8332-OWNING or owning.com. 8332-OWNING or owning.com. I'm John Meacham. Welcome to Fate of Fact, Season 1. This series is about how and why fact became a casualty of war in the United States. Please listen and follow Fate of Fact, a presentation of Shining City Audio, a John Meacham and C-13 original studio. Available now for free on Odyssey, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.